I can feel the heat, babe. I can feel it. I can feel it. <laughs> Alright, so, what's up? Welcome back. You little spandex. Last episode, my question to everybody was, what do you want in Phase 4 of Marvel's MCU? I just kind of redundantly said Marvel's... Marvel's... Yeah, Marvel. <laughs> also, we want to start the rumor that Matt Damon will be the next Batman. That's was right. That, not Batman. Was yeah, it was Batman, Batman yeah. I, I yeah. kept calling Ben Affleck Batman, or uh, Matt Damon, so... <laughs> title. No, no, it wasn't MC. It was an Endgame thing. Like, Matt Damon will be in the MCU. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, he already is. I forgot about that. Yeah, yeah. he was the uh, the hillbilly. Hillbilly? Oh, oh yeah, oh, that he was... was. That was that was Deadpool though. No, he was, no, he was in Matt Damon was in Thor. Remember Thor? Yeah. Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> um, that's what I was thinking. I was like, but but the hillbilly was uh, Deadpool, right? Yeah. And <laughs> that was Matt Damon as well. <laughs> well. He's on both sides of the MCU. Dang. Like the future MCU and the current MCU. How about it, people? Give it up for Matt Damon. <laughs> <laughs> Matt Damon. Okay, so everybody start the hashtag. Matt Damon is. I don't know what character would he be. Cable. Uh, if he well, he swings both ways, so. <laughs> Cable? <laughs> no, actually, technically, Josh Brolin's the one that swings both ways because he's Cable and Thanos. It's all incestuous. Should be Matt Damon as the new Xavier. Ooh, there you go. Matt Damon is Xavier in the MCU. Let's start that rumor. Okay, <laughs> thanks for listening to the first five minutes of nonsense. Exactly. <laughs> thanks for tuning in, to be honest. like I don't know how many, how many deep we are. Are we six deep? <laughs> Sure, something I think so. like that. Yeah, yeah. That's, that sounds horrible. I'm sorry. <laughs> we're, we, we learned we're going to learn a few things along the way, so yeah. stick with us. <laughs> um, ooh. Hmm? Oh yeah, I didn't, I didn't pull up the topics. Just yet. <laughs> yeah. So like, <clears throat> I saw the the New Mutants, the movie that is you know a Fox X Men movie about the New Mutants. Uh, like, it's been delayed like so many times now. Mm. Even though it looks like from the trailers, it looked like it was mostly done to me. Yeah. But like, apparently it's been delayed again, but possibly released on Hulu later, which is kind of like what Rod and I had been talked about in the past, where these two X Men movies, both the Dark Phoenix and this New Mutants movie, possibly not even coming out. Yeah, I'd accept that though. Or Hulu would be fine. Mm -hmm. What was those the rumor or like some article that came out saying that? Disney watched both movies and said said they were both they were like, awful. They mm -hmm. needed so much work. And I, I trust that Siri is trying to correct me. Okay. <laughs> I would trust that though. Because like mm -hmm. Because also, Disney puts out quality stuff, but at the same time, have you ever watched any Disney sequel? Like straight to DVD sequel? So if they're like, now this is not good enough to release on any format, <laughs> oh my god. Like I can see, Yeah, that I can see that. Yeah. But that was like 90s Disney. I feel like 90s Disney was trying to like get as much money as earthly possible and well, not put out good content at the same time. So we saw um, something like with Disney where they basically kind of, well not basically, they did like talk about how the straight to DVD sequels were basically them trying to uh, train their up and coming animators and stuff. Huh. And so that's why like they're, they're only crappy in comparison to like the originals. Yeah. But... I don't know. That all being said, if they're like, man, this X-Men movie's crap, holy moly, how bad did it have to be? Mm. Like, <laughs> like, Apocalypse bad? <laughs> it's gotta be at least Apocalypse bad. I mean, <laughs> and like, Incredibles 2 bad? I liked Incredibles 2. I too. loved Incredibles 2. Nah. <laughs> yeah, so did I. <laughs> Tried to throw a curveball in there. Oh, it tricked me. But, 
I, I like the idea of like an MC, not MC, uh, a superhero horror movie. So mm. I was down to see what happened. I, I'm so, I'm such a fan ever since like the 92 cartoon series of X-Men with Dark Phoenix. That is one of my favorite sagas. Uh, seeing the, the love of uh, Professor X and that Shi'ar chick. They had a thing going on. <laughs> Alondra. After, Alondra. Like, that whole epic space thing. I want to see that in a movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That is so, X-Men like, in space. scaled ridiculously. That's like Guardians of the Galaxy 3. Yeah. But seriously, X-Men in the MCU, please. Or <laughs> Mutants. I, forget if I guess talk- they kind of already have mutants. I forget if we talked about it in this podcast or not. Because sometimes our, our real lives in this podcast like blur. But like, if we didn't, um, I had read someone's theory about how the quantum realm might be one of the ways that they introduce mutants into this universe. Mm-hmm. Like it activates the everyone's gene. Or, yeah, or creates it or something. Because Michelle Pfeiffer's character um, in Ant-Man, basically she said like, mm-hmm. uh, it, this like grew things or did something to me, you know, different <laughs> and stuff. So it's like, or maybe it just it kicks us into another universe where um, there have always been mutants. Mm-hmm. Because that was one of the big problems that people were like, well, how are we supposed to explain them now? Because they're supposed to be here throughout all history. Yeah. And what was the specifics? Well, it wasn't specific at all. It was actually very vague. But she said there's multiple universes there or multiple worlds there or something like that. Well, so the quantum realm, it's like in quantum physics even, it, it's just that like none of that stuff applies. There's just no rules. It's no kind of it's almost like the construct. axis of the uh, <laughs> okay uh, well, yeah the, the axis of uh, uh, universes of of a good poo. Sure, I mean <laughs> that's see I would I would support any X Men movie that was a good poo because right now they've just been poo. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's been a bad and like poo. the and like the gnarly ones after you eat like Indian food or something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I love Indian food by the way. The squirrely just ones, not, just not the aftermath sometimes. <laughs> So like, you know, we got all this crap going on with, with uh, you know Disney trying to figure out how to absorb the X Men mm-hmm. into that universe. So Feige's I guess in charge of that. But like, so now that they have kind of announced that, there's all these things flying everywhere about like who is gonna be the new mm-hmm. Wolverine? Because that's like the most important thing, of course. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so like, I just see, you know. It's funny how like they try to stretch for like news articles, so they'll be like, "Zac Efron's gonna be it. It's yeah. gonna or it's gonna be." I saw Nick, was it uh, uh from the Jonas Brothers, Nick Jonas. Nick oh. Jonas, yeah. <laughs> like he's gonna, he wants to be Batman or something. Oh, and it was like they, they get this from one tweet saying, "Hey, yeah. I'll do it" or something. That's why. Hashtag <laughs> Matt Damon is Xavier. Exactly. <laughs> Xavier starts here. We're starting. <laughs> I yeah like. I don't know. I'm not too worried about it. I know this is not going to happen, but I would be okay with them just not releasing anything publicly, and then we see the first MCU X-Men movie, and it's just the right cast, regardless if we knew, knew them before or not. Mm. I know that's not going to happen. It's going to be like two years of like, oh, is Gal Gadot going to work as Wonder Woman? <laughs> Hell, she was perfect. She was actually the best part of the DCEU. Exactly. You know, but like, on the MCU side, you know? <laughs> huh. Like, who I mean, like, was Michelle Rodriguez also in Fast and Furious? Can she be somebody? I don't know. <laughs> sure. Pull more Fast and Furious people. Well, one of the funny things I also read, like that Kevin Smith had said Tom Cruise would be a good Wolverine or something, which is like okay, fine, he's got the stature, but he's definitely not. I don't know. <laughs> I saw not. that headline, I but I kind of see that weirdly. Weirdly, I can see him pulling, pull, kind of pulling it off. 
I mean, he, it would be no Hugh Jackman. Like Hugh Jackman didn't have to wear pro- many prosthetics except just... for the claws. Like <laughs> Tom Cruise, I think would have to wear some things in order to look like Wolverine. I just yeah. see him on Oprah's couch jumping up and down. Yeah, I, don't, I can't. Is that a Family Guy thing? <laughs> no, it's no, a real thing. He did that in real life. Oprah. Holy crap! But <laughs> the thing is, like, as crazy as he may or may not be, like, when he's in movies, like, he does good. Like, yeah, in Mission Impossible, like, he was solid. Yeah. Um, but I, I don't. It's funny because we know a few actors out here now that are doing bigger things, and it's interesting seeing them turn it on and off, you know. And it, I don't know. It's it's crazy because like they can be totally different, but not in, like uh, necessarily personality. I guess it is personality. Like they can be like composed and everything, and. Uh, not be crazy and then like good, turn into themselves and be like insane it's like maybe maybe turn back on that sane person for a little <laughs> bit like just just enough to just enough I don't know yeah just dial it to <laughs> not 11 but uh I don't know I after well actually not just Gal Gadot but like a lot of different castings that I was like okay I can't see it but let's see it then's worked out and like oh yeah that's why I'm not a casting director <laughs> Kevin Smith says a lot of stuff like that, which I love that man to death. Yeah. Like, I love Kevin Smith with all my heart. We share a last name. That's a, oh, yeah. that's a beautiful thing. <laughs> but it's like, sometimes they'll say stuff and you're like, hmm, dude, come on. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I wonder, like, what audience would agree with, like, in this in this conversation, like, what, what your guys... Um, would Tom which, Cruise be a good Wolverine? Like, who do you see? You're right, though. He has the right stature. And Wolverine's never been portrayed as that, that, except for, like, the He's got to be, like, a stocky dude, you know? Like, like remember in, you know what? in Glass, when you had, uh, what's the guy's name, uh, that played, that was oh. in Split in Glass. Yeah. You know how he's, like, jacked? Like, Wolverine's got to at least be that. Um, and... That's I don't think Cruz could get to that. <laughs> yeah, I don't. I don't think so either. I mean, like I love Zachary Levi, and he's you know he's Shazam, and so they they padded him up a bit, mm. and he's kind of like he's not like that. He's not like Cruz, like tiny. He, like, he's actually a really tall dude, but like to get that jacked to where you need to be like comic book character esque, like Cavill yeah. and and Affleck, that's hard. Unless you're probably taking steroids or something. I don't know. So I wonder I mean, if. Uh, uh, Jason Statham could be Wolverine. I think he could do a good job. I just don't see his face in it. No. Yeah. We'd have to like put side, big sideburns and hair on him. He could be like the Wolverine in that uh, Kitty Pride Pride of the X Men. <laughs> oh god. Because he sounds you know. I. I dingo. <laughs> <laughs> he just says a bunch of like really stereotypical like nineteen um, nineties Australian catchphrases. But it's not even like Australian. It's like a white guy. Pretending to be Australian sound. Yeah. <laughs> what, like, Smith did say, like, and I've heard him say this before. Uh, I saw an article the other day that he said, you know, Michael Keaton would be awesome in a, like, Batman Beyond movie, which I actually read that oh. they were doing, like, maybe possibly a cartoon Batman Beyond movie, like, I'd be down a, a for that. Spider-Man. But to be honest, in real life, if they used Keaton as, like, old man uh, Bruce in a Batman Beyond movie, like Kevin Smith said, I would. I would, I would love that idea, to be honest. I, I, to be honest, I think that that would be an amazing 
I, I think people would love it. You know just who? Go see it at least. I, like in Batman Beyond, you have old Bruce and you have the young kid, mm-hmm. and the young kid is the the new Batman, right? Yeah. So, who it was in Inception? Uh, the the guy, the actor, uh, adjacent to uh, DiCaprio. He he does that like, hit record now thing yes. and what and all that other stuff. Gosh. Oh. Uh, I knew his name before. Exactly. It escaped right before you were going to say it. He goes, uh, It's like three things, three names in a row. Yeah. Jo- no, Joseph Gordon-Levitt. Levitt. Yeah. Yes. Gosh. Yeah, good job for listening to us for two minutes trying to figure out. <laughs> Everyone Suck. at home is like, Joyce, that, <laughs> They're yeah, screaming saying it over and over again. Why am I listening to this podcast? I, I went to go see it and already forgot. How, I love bad, that. how bad is that? I love that dude. Like, I, I love him in everything he does, even in that awful G.I. Joe movie where he turns out to be, like, Cobra Commander. I yeah. literally forgot that that was the plot. Oh. <laughs> I actually loved those movies. Was he in the second it, one? Well, it's literally... Well, actually, I don't know. I can't remember. I don't know if he was in the second one. But that's the only... Sorry, we're eating raspberries. Again. But that's the only <laughs> movie we have of G.I. Joe. Well, they have, is there three? I think there's three, isn't there? Or three G.I. Joe movies? portrayal in, in live action. Well, that's what I'm saying. Isn't there three Th- live three action or there's only two? I think there's three. G.I. Joe's? There yeah. may be. I believe there's only two. But there's two. one with Bruce Willis and isn't The Rock in it too? The Rock was in first I, and second that's one. That's how forgettable those movies were to me. I've literally <laughs> forgotten everything about them except for like Snake Eyes. Yes. <laughs> I remember, uh, was it Channing Tatum was like in it and uh, he was that, yeah. Duke. And then also, uh, who was uh, the commander? Uh, Dennis uh, Quaid. Uh, see, Rise of Cobra, Retaliation. I think those are the only two. Yeah. Okay. Oh, Dennis Quaid, Channing Tatum, and Marlon yeah. Wayans. Quaid Wait. did a good job in it, and I think <laughs> Marlon Wayans. Oh, yeah, exactly. Court. He was the Adrian Pilecki was in the second. I've forgotten everything about these movies. Oh yeah, Storm Shadow. Was Joseph Gordon-Levitt in the second movie too? Because he was supposed to be Cobra Commander. Yeah, let's find that. Uh, I, I I'm gonna guess right now because I've not seen the second movie that he's not in it. Because he's a really good actor, and they would have covered his face up. Uh, you know, because uh, he's Cobra Commander. No. It was not in the first running of the cast. Let's see what's behind the door. Uh, oh, wait. Rizzo was in? Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah, I just need to watch this. Bruce Willis was back in the second one. Mm-hmm. Well, he wasn't in the first one. I Yeah. I, he, oh, was, he, he wasn't in the first one. Oh, okay. One. I didn't know he was in either of them. To be completely honest, the second G.I. Joe movie, when we went to see it, I fell asleep. <laughs> Luke Bracey played Cobra Commander in the second one. That's funny. The, late, the girl that played the Baroness in the first movie, like, nailed it as the Baroness. But for some yeah. odd reason, the first movie was like, oh, she's all, she's halfway good and halfway, um, you know, brainwashed. <laughs> see, I... That's what they say about me. That... <laughs> that's what that's why the first Transformers movie up until Bumblebee was like I think the best one because they really the essence of Transformers G.I. Joe's all those cartoons when we were kids was like why are the Transformers good? because they're good <laughs> why are the bad guys the bad guys? because they're bad literally no other motivations but <laughs> their, I their like name are the Decepticons they deceive you um <laughs> but yeah like it I don't know. And so the G.I. Joe thing, like, I'm trying to, like, bring realism to it. It's like, I don't want realism. <laughs> like, <laughs> I want, like, a heavily branded uh, villain. <laughs> like, ridiculous dialogue. There's there's a couple of scenes they did right, for sure, in G.I. Joe, and it was the side of the mountain. 
when they're like belaying themselves across, and then you have two ninjas like jumping through mountains, <laughs> yeah, Storm fighting Shadow and uh, Snake Eyes. Right? It was freaking awesome. Storm Shadow was my favorite GI Joe figure. I know everybody else's was Snake Eyes, mm-hmm. but Storm Shadow. I don't know. I just like you can actually see that he was a ninja and everything. <laughs> Storm Shadow, if you're out there, we'd like to interview you. <laughs> And come sit at our frozen table. We're outside, by the way. It's like forty degrees. <laughs> yeah, this is like, <laughs> it's like this is the first time in like ten years that it's been 30, 40 degrees in Los Angeles. Let's go outside. Yeah, it's good. <laughs> go on the back porch and record one. Why not? Pros, we're way more attentive now. It's true because we're freezing. No display. That's <laughs> <laughs> not that. Cool. I just had a lunchable. <laughs> Lee, so I'm Wolf. Baigong Hoon. Hoon. That's a. I think that's a Korean name. So he played Storm Shadow. Wasn't he also in that? Um, uh, Seth Rogen movie as uh, Green Arrow uh, Kato oh I thought that was another guy I think that was Cause, another cause guy because the, the Kato was actually a, he was like a Chinese pop star or something the guy who we're talking about mm-hmm. who played Kato in that movie should be the kid for Batman Beyond that is true that would be cool Let's see Kato it would be nice to have like a well he's probably a lot older now yeah he'd need to be like a teenager yeah he'd definitely have to be like somewhat of a teenager because he kind of well, in the Batman Beyond series, he is. At Jay, least, at the very least in college. Jay Chow was Kato. Uh-huh. And yeah, he was. he's like a rapper in Japan or China. Hmm. Or Taiwan. Wrong on all fronts. Okay. Yeah, I have not seen these movies since they came out, by the way. Truth. Because I was not very happy with Green Hornet. And it was fine. <laughs> <laughs> like, it, sure. Like, I mean, it just, it wasn't bad it just wasn't great it was like Holmes and Watson I just remember watching the originals with my grandpa and like I don't know it just didn't give me that feel but then again we watched Batman with my grandpa and I definitely don't want that feel (laughs) (laughs) I I really appreciate bringing Michael Keaton back into the mix though like Mm -hmm. that is something I definitely agree with is uh, he would he would be epic I mean everything he's done I've always been a fan of him Multiplicity is like one of my, f- like one of the funniest movies to me. Oh yeah, and Mr. Uh, was it uh, Mr. Mom? Mr. Great. Mom, I love oh, that yeah. movie too. He, uh, Beetlejuice. He's done so Jeez. many Beetlejuice. Yeah, he's done so many classics. And he was great in uh, Spider-Man: Homecoming too. I, That's right. He it's made Vulture. that movie. The, the, the Homecoming, yeah, especially him. Like, I didn't pick up on it until like the second time watching it that he's a vulture in real life. Mm. And even though they never called him the vulture, like he picks parts left over from yeah. the war, you yeah. know. And then, like, what was that scene when um, he kind of revealed himself to Peter Parker, like, in the car? Yeah. Uh, like, the light turns, like, green to red. Oh, that's right. Like, as he's talking, it's like, oh. <laughs> like, like it's a reflection such... on his face. I mean, the detail is ridiculous in those movies. But, you know, kind of back to Batman, we touched on this a little bit in the last episode, but uh, about, like, how it used to be campy, then it was dark, and I, I forgot to mention then, uh, someone... I forget who did it, but someone pointed out. I think it was during the Lego Batman pr- like promotion stuff. Hey, if you've never seen Lego Batman, go see it. It's amazing. Uh, <laughs> it's but, the best Batman movie. Yeah, <laughs> but they pointed out like Batman has a level of absurd of absurdity and campiness built in. The fact that like Christopher Nolan was able to do a dark Batman series was kind of anomal- an anomaly. Mm-hmm. Like even the dark like Batman f- not forever Batman Returns it was dark but campy like that Tim Burton campiness you know stuff because he's thinking about a man who dresses in a bat suit that's almost like mouse like you know <laughs> so like the the Adam West Batman and stuff was one version but also like it, on the end of like a spectrum that was very true to that character and then when you get into like 
the Tim Burton Batman. It's still absurd, but has like a level. I don't know. It's something that was unique to like the '90s. There was like absurdity, but it had like a foot in the real world. <laughs> so like when Christopher Nolan did like the Dark Batman, I was like, cool, that was a thing, but it shouldn't define the character from this point on. You know? He was more like a military Batman. It was kind of weird. Yeah. Which once again, it was fine at the time because it was different. Yeah. Now it's not different. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like if it hadn't been for the Dark Knight and Heath Ledger's performance as the Joker, that that mm-hmm. Batman series would not have been heralded as, as or held as as high of. You're right, Harold. As, as as high as people hold it. Yeah, like that, that shit is hard to beat. I mean, I know there's haters out there, but that was the best freaking Batman series mm-hmm. of my life. Um, that's just personal though. Like the everybody first one has their own thing. To me, the first one was good. It wasn't amazing. Mm-hmm. Uh, the second one was. was Awesome. So it was amazing, and like I said, because because of Ledger's performance as the Joker and their take on the Joker for me, um, was incredible. The third one for me was boring. I couldn't. It was so long. I feel like it was longer mm-hmm. than the other ones, and there was just so much back and forth and not a lot of action. Yeah, I and I understand that. One of my pet peeves in movie franchises is when they recast, <laughs> and so when they change like Maggie Gyllenhaal to Katie Holmes. <laughs> I was like... Not the other way around. Was it? Yeah. Okay, so what? either way. Like, I was like, uh, it's weird too because you can kind of see the casting people's direction. It's like, oh, another uh, round-faced white girl. They won't notice. (laughs) 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 Um, And I don't know, like, even as much of an MCU fanboy as I am, like, I I still hate that Terrence Howard, like, retconned as, like, Don Cheadle, even though I love Don Cheadle in the role. Yeah. I was like, let's just replace with another black guy. Sure. Like, <laughs> yeah, I don't know that whole story. Every time I kind of tr- tried to dig into it, like I got a little bit from like, oh, well, Terrence Howard was being a diva and this or that, and then I and I get from the other side, like Marvel this one, blah blah blah, and like, so you don't know, you don't know the real story behind it. But I'm with you. I, I really would have liked to see Terrence Howard all the way through. And in the same vein, I would have also liked to see Edward Norton as the Hulk in this series because he's such he's like so tiny yeah. compared to everybody else. Like I feel it'd have been cool because like it was such like a difference. Like he's like a tiny thin dude, mm-hmm. like and then he turns into the Hulk. And I like him, but like supposedly yeah. he was like very difficult to work with. Or something. Supposedly he turned it down. Okay. Mm-hmm. So I don't. And then Terrence Howard. The thing I heard about him was that at the time of Iron Man, he was the highest billed actor. Oh, he was in that movie. That. He was paid the most in that. Movie. And so it was supposed to continue that way, but then like tables kind of turned. Robert Downey like really brought that character to life. Yeah. But I don't know. I mean. Uh, Nothing we can do about it now. We've all accepted Don Cheadle's yeah, the new Terrence Howard. Like but, like, <laughs> but uh, you know, with the Batman uh, Dark Knight series, it was confusing me, especially because it was kind of like a supporting character. Mm-hmm. So like, wait, wait, where where this chick come from? Oh, she's her. Mm-hmm. Like, <laughs> for me, I I like Maggie Gyllenhaal better than mm-hmm. any role that Katie Holmes has been in. <laughs> I just I don't know why. I just do. I like the Gyllenhaal siblings. They're really good. Yeah. Something about Katie Holmes really just like uh, is a makes me feel nostalgic because I feel like she, what was she in? Oh, Dawson's Creek. Yeah, and and it wasn't that I watched Dawson's Creek. It was more it was just on because I lived with females. Vince <laughs> so, lived in a brothel. <laughs> so uh, now he has brothel powers. I would just right? sit down and watch it with him, but then I got really attached to uh, both of those main characters, the uh, Katie Holmes and the the. Uh, the guy there. Mm. I forget his name already. Pacey? Yeah, Pacey. <laughs> I can't remember his name. Either his Mighty Ducks kid? I don't know. And then the blonde-haired dude. <sighs> something Van something. What's his name? Right. And uh, Pacey was actually the main 
protagonist of Fringe. Yeah, there you go. On television. Oh, who was he in Fringe? He was the main dude in Fringe. He, oh, the, the older son. dude? Oh, oh. And then uh, Katie Holmes, and then Dawson was that blonde-haired guy. Uh, something Van, something, because he was in Varsity Blues. Yep. Dawson's Creek. Why? That's why we have phones, people. <laughs> exactly. That's why we have phones. There you go. James uh, Vanderbeek. Van Told you there's a van in there. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, Katie Holmes. And then uh, Joshua Jackson. I really like him, man. He's Pacey. Not, well, not in this, but, like, well, kind of in this. I've never seen a single episode of I'm a fan of Dawson's, Dawson's Creek. Creek. At this point, I should just say it. <laughs> <laughs> just trying to hold it back. I've never seen a single episode of that show, but I, I watched, knew his name was Pacey. I watched <laughs> all of One Tree Hill, too. I might as well just keep if, dirtying out the laundry. If, if I... Uh, dirtying the laundry? I mean, oh, my uh, God. I don't know what that, like... Does that work? I, just, I have to think about, like, what that implies. <laughs> you dirtying, roll around in dirtying it. Dirtying the laundry. Uh, like... <laughs> You mentioned Fringe, and I know we talked about this last episode, but I love that show. And there's nothing else I'm saying about that. I just <laughs> wanted to put that in. Although now I have, because we just got back from this uh, thing that YouTube put on to kind of help us like think about our podcast more. And so, we don't uh, know if it's helping yet. Yeah, no, right. So whatever improvements there are, you'll have to thank them. Um, but I was just thinking, like, it would be it would be a really cool like side podcast, like rewatch Fringe and his commentary. Like, mm. it's a hell of a series. It's such a great show. It also makes you want to do LSD. Yes. Like, genuinely. Like, not ironically, because it's like, you can do that? <laughs> you really want to do drugs when you watch it. Um, so we were... Oh, here we could do... Oh, that was, that was good. I love Fringe. <laughs> I, love, I just want to say, I love Fringe. <laughs> what do you got there? I like Mop. I like yeah, Lamp. I love Lamp. You I love Lamp. <laughs> you love things that are in the room. So I was going to say... um. It came across basically a copy of the Wizard magazine. Yeah. Like, I remember reading this exact magazine uh, prior to the very first X-Men movie. And I remember they also had, uh, and so in the magazine, they had said, hey, our picks for who should be in the X-Men movie. Mm -hmm. And I remember they also had one for, like, the Spider-Man movie. And the Spider-Man movie was hilarious because they they wanted, like, Jim Carrey as Spider-Man. Which, like, okay, he'd been funny quippy, but it just wouldn't have worked. He was even though too old, I think, at that time. Mm-hmm. He's not definitely not going to be a teenager. But uh, in the X-Men one, um, who do you think they picked for uh, Professor X? Sean Connery. <laughs> no, they actually did pa- pick oh, Patrick said, Stewart. Well, yeah, it was always him. Which, which was funny, because like, I remember being like, oh, that would be great. Because like, at the time, we were all watching Star Trek, Star Trek which mm. is the only Star Trek series that I really like to watch, is The Next Generation. Next Generation. That's the only one I remember watching, just because it was on all the time. Yeah, it was on, because we had what, I don't know, did you have UPN Power 50, where you were at? I, UPN, I don't know if it was called that. Yeah. But was it yeah. from Chicago? I How honestly far don't know. Because like, yeah, that's the one we used to watch. I used to watch that, and there would be like Highlander on it, and there'd I be Highlander, uh, Kung Fu: The Legend Continues, yeah, and all Dave those. Carradine. Yeah. My favorite commentary about Kung Fu: The Legend Continues is Margaret Cho talking about Asian representation, and she was like, "I'm not disagreeing that it was a good show. I'm disagreeing that it, sh- it shouldn't have been called Kung Fu. It should have been called <laughs> Hey, that guy's not Chinese." <laughs> <laughs> I love that. <laughs> I love how in Bruce Lee, the Le- or Legend of the Dragon, they actually put in that he was the first pick for that show, mm-hmm. and they picked David Carradine over Bruce Lee. Mm-hmm. And really? Why? I don't know, but that's how they depicted it in the movie. I want to know what the actual story is. Huh. So Carradine's in the movie? Carradine is not in Enter the well, Dragon. Okay, I was going to say. It's, it's in the movie, it's depicted that he's... <laughs> 
he he goes to the interview or whatever, mm-hmm. and uh, he gets he gets the role. They're they're all excited and everything, and then he leaves. He takes a boat back to wherever, and uh, later on he gets news from his ma- manager or agent that they, they went with David Carradine, and he and you see Bruce Lee like, oh. <laughs> that's well, more disappointing now to know that it wasn't going to be Bruce Lee. Well, wasn't David Carradine already in Kung Fu, like the TV show at the time? No, this is this. It was for the audition for the TV show. Oh, for that TV show. Yeah. Oh, okay. In the movie, it was depicted as before that was shot. You know, before it came out, it, 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 they were going to put this new show out called Kung Fu. <laughs> it is really interesting though, because now that well, Josh has been in LA for a decade, and then Vince and I've been here for a little over three years now. Yeah. Like, kind of seeing. So we actually told some of our subscribers for our YouTube channel, RKVC, if you're not checking out yet, um, that, like, hint, not spilling any tea, but, like, mo- some of the YouTube drama you see is fake, but a lot more of it is way worse than you ever think it is. And I think that in general, in the film industry, like, we will never know the real stories. Mm-hmm. So there could be, like, an overarching story to why mm-hmm. Terrence Howard didn't come back, or, yeah. like, why David Carradine was picked over Bruce Lee. But for all we know, it might have been like someone missed a phone call. They needed something done in the day, or like uh, someone fucked somebody, you know, or somebody didn't, or you know, <laughs> just don't know. Like you know, honestly, someone pissed somebody off. That's the best way to put it: is you don't, we, we don't know what the real story because is. Because some of the things that we've been involved in, where people are like, oh, they're in this movie, or they're singing the songs, like, man, I, I wish I could tell that story if it mm-hmm. was underneath all these like paperwork and stuff. Because you see all the little events that come up that no one ever would guess. Because it's, it's just life, like. Life is never, like, one big easy answer. It's, like, several weird instances that you never predicted that, like, lead up to uh, a big thing. thing. Yeah. Or, like, there was a little insight we saw of, um, I can't remember her name, the first Catwoman on the Adam West Numar? TV show. Yeah. We saw her at the LA Comic Con. Yes. And she had mentioned, like, oh, yeah, because um, somebody asked, like, how she got the gig. And they, everybody heard the story, like, I showed up to the audition and they, they liked me. And she was like, oh, yeah, but nobody really knows that the reason they liked me is because in her head, she didn't know anything about Catwoman, and she was like, well, she's a Catwoman, so she would, she just, like, acted like a cat. She, like, licked her hand and, like, cleaned her face, you know, stuff, and the people were like, well, she's committed. <laughs> you know, like, and so it was, like, little things like that, like, she she created the role. Yeah. I actually liked Eartha Kitt better. Loved Eartha Kitt. Yeah. She's the Catwoman I remember. Yeah. Because uh, her voice. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. It's a real soothing. I said that very <laughs> right. Yes. Because you think you, you think of when she purrs. You I think th- about it. You think you think that when you say her name. <laughs> you know, because remember when she used to like I can't even do it when she like would purr in between words mm-hmm. and stuff. It's like wow. Mm. It's like when I hear the words in uh, what is it? <laughs> Residual income. Oh yeah. So <laughs> side inside joke. I don't even know if Josh knows about this. Our friend Shawnee, who we'd seen earlier today, um, we used to have, well, we still do have this joke where, like, there's things that would turn you on in your 20s and things that turn you on in your 30s. So, like, bedroom talk in your 30s is like, residual income. <laughs> <laughs> Emotional stability. In your 50s, it's like, <laughs> IRA. Yeah. <laughs> I'm still alive. Tapped for a week. Okay. <laughs> Heart still beating. <laughs> I know like, Kevin Smith talks about that show with like fond memories of like growing up watching it as mm-hmm. a boy, you know, because like, you'd see, you'd see uh, Batgirl like driving in the episode and in the, in the in intro. That's right. You know, she was in the episode then, and it was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. yeah, that sexy libra- or, or sorry, uh, sexy uh, librarian lady. Like, yeah, that's my type, by the way. <laughs> but like, <laughs> the actually, I, that's a good point. Um, I miss is uh, remember cartoon shows like that, or like not cartoon, like just shows for kids at the time. 
uh, they would put little hints in the intro to like what's happening in the yeah. episode mm-hmm. sometimes, and I don't know if they, they did it intentionally or I mean of course they did it intentionally, but like if it was supposed to be signaled to kids because I remember Popeye, the old Popeye series. I don't even remember what it was. There was something that happened in the intro. If like the certain there was like these doors to the top of a boat, and sometimes they closed and sometimes they didn't or something, or maybe they didn't appear or they did appear. Something happened with those doors, and I remember as a kid, I would turn it off if the, that thing didn't happen mm. because there was a mystery if they did. Like if they did it, then Popeye was going to solve a mystery, and that was my favorite episode. So same thing with Adam <laughs> West's Batman is like when Batgirl's in it or something, or you see like the little preview of Eartha Kit, you mm-hmm. know. Like yeah, you knew who was gonna be in it. Yeah, the theme song changed slightly. Yeah, interesting. I want. I wonder how prevalent that tactic is today in in entertainment. I'm sure it's very prevalent. Not probably not as much as it used to be. What do you mean, like changing the intro? Or or, or you know those little like subtle hints you would hear, like say if like Daredevil, like you knew Katana or Katana. Yeah. <laughs> Crossing um, the another, streams, uh, Vince. Yeah, right. <laughs> Another thing from Rod's puberty years. <laughs> oh, Somebody help me out yeah. there. What's her name? Electra. Oh, sorry. Um, like, like we're in Daredevil, the new Daredevil, and, and say in the in the intro of Daredevil, they threw like Electra's thing in there, and that was like a hint. Oh, this episode's oh, gonna be the closest. Like, what's the new that? The closest I've seen to that is Agents of Shield. Mm. Um, I forget which season. It was like three or four where things got real, real crazy, mm-hmm. and each intro would kind of signal what's oh, happening. That's true. Right. Because sometimes it'd be that. agents of uh, Hydra, and then yeah. some, one time it was like, I think the logo like cracked or went into outer space, so you mm-hmm. knew it was like a time travel thing or something. So dope. Yeah, they would actually they started doing that, uh, and I think it almost got broken up into three parts in one season because yeah. I could be like agents of whatever, and it would be like that's the current like arc yeah. that they're in. And there's right. always an overarching arc as well as that, like one short storyline. I yeah. love Agents of Shield. I don't know why, like that show got so much hate. Maybe in the beginning. Well, the beginning was really slow, mm-hmm. but they needed to come into the part where they be, were popular enough to like whatever it took to like get the budget or whatever. Because it's crazy now. Like, yeah, it's like almost at movie level. It's been crazy since <laughs> uh, I think season two. Yeah, no, season two. <laughs> season two was like the time where everybody's like, guys, you got to watch this yeah. because stuff is happening. But then, by the time they introduce Ghost Rider, I'm like, you're just gonna open up everything. <laughs> you know, you're like, Ghost Rider's yeah, gonna literally be this? And then, like, not only did they have the Robbie Reyes one, I was like, oh, the Robbie Reyes, and then they introduced the other Ghost Rider, and he's like, oh, he's in there, he's the one that. Oh, you know. that's right. And I was like, what the what? And the best part is, I wasn't familiar with the two different ones. Mm. So when they introduced the real one at the end, the other one, the one we normally know at the end, I'm mm. like, oh wait, okay, there's a whole thing here, mm-hmm. and then it like ties in with Quantum Realm and all this stuff, like. It's insane. It's crazy, and I like all they're always trying to be like it's it's science. It's still science, like yeah. and like and even in the Ghost Rider one, they're like, no, nah, hell's real. <laughs> yeah, but it's just a different dimension. Like, it's well, it's kind of like they planted that seed in Thor, where it's like magic is just science that you don't understand yet. Yeah, interesting, isn't it? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> okay, back, gonna, back to the people. I was going to say, yeah, like were there, were there more people? There were. Like, I'm skipping Bishop because I don't even know who Michael Dorn is. Do you know who Michael Dorn is? That sounds familiar. Oh no, dude, I should know who Michael Dorn is. He was uh, Worf in Star Trek: The Next that's, Generation. Yeah. That's why I, I see a picture of him and I don't recognize him because without the forehead, <laughs> without the crap on his face. You know the reason I probably know that name is because Lavar Burton did a Star Trek episode on Reading Rainbow. Yeah. <laughs> I think it was Reading Rainbow. I think because he gave a tour of like the set. That's the first time like oh, the, sh- yeah. the show became disenchanted to me mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. they showed how the doors opened and it was two people with ropes. Yeah, like pulling them open. <laughs> I was like, oh, oh. I didn't make the noise with their mouth. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> no, no. So then they showed them adding in a post, like the noise, and I was like, oh, okay. Mm. Oh, no, the, the TV show isn't so cool anymore. But he does look like he does look like he'd be like a big enough dude to be the pull-off bishop, and he has yeah. that like stature, like yeah. I am. Did we whatever. get Bishop in one of the movies? Uh, from yeah, Days of Future Past. Days of Future Past. Days there he is, Omar Sy. Um, I don't you know. He was so forgettable. I mean, like I feel like most of yeah. those people in Days of Future Past that weren't the mains yeah. were very forgettable. Is he the Blink same was guy forgettable. That, that plays Heimdall? No. No, that's, no, that's uh, uh, it. Just Elba. Elba, yeah. I think he'd be. He good. would be an amazing bishop. I know. And people have been trying to get like or uh, Forge. People are trying to like uh, petition for Idris Elba to be uh, the first black James Bond. And I'm like, I'm down. <laughs> I'm I down mean, with I think, that because he has the accent and the stature and everything. But mm-hmm. a lot of people, people he's got the are class, definitely. He's got a little bit of swagger on him. People on the internet who are diehard James Bond fans, like especially older James Bond fans, are like, one of the core characteristics of James Bond is he's white. I'm like. I can't tell you you're wrong because that's an opinion. He's an Englishman. I don't feel like that's an important part of James Bond, but he's an I don't Englishman. Know. Englishmen are all kinds of culture, yeah, right? <laughs> yeah, I mean at the same time like it is such like a a well-known like character mm-hmm. to make that kind of a, a change. I feel like would kind of disrupt who people think he is. I don't know. Because one of the under, like the unspoken theories of 007 was that that number just carries with different agents and that explains like Mm. why it's always somebody different. Um, I know that's not official canon or whatever, but it's kind of like in the back of your head how you accept so many different people being Bond. Yeah. Um, It's like, so it should make sense once again, like you said, it's a, it's a, it's a British, you know, like, Secret intelligence agent, agent. yeah, but British the same, forget, secret agent. I forget what comedian. There was a comedian that talked about like why he wouldn't work as James Bond, and this was the it was funny and the only reasonable explanation I could hear why he wouldn't work well is like he's supposed to be a secret agent, especially like in the old time period, you know, and stuff. How undercover could a black man be at all these white collar events? <laughs> <laughs> that like, although he, that like, is walks, funny. he like walks into a room and people are like, he don't belong here. Like let's check up on that guy. <laughs> I feel like Casino Real it would have worked. Yeah, because he sat, enough character. He sat down, and there characters. was not enough. Yeah, like it wasn't white people. Actually, he was probably the only white person in, on that table because he was on an island mm. with like islanders mm. and like people of stature in business and whatnot. But uh, and gangs. But still, like I think that <clears throat> he would have played that all right in Casino Royale. Wait, what did I don't say know. he would be Bishop? Yeah, Bishop. Yeah, Bishop. Or or Forge would be cool too. Yeah, I think you're good. Okay, how about oh, how about Colossus? Ooh, Colossus. '90s Colossus. Arnold Schwarzenegger. Colossus. That'd be a good idea. I feel. I mean, the accent wouldn't at be there. At least at the time. Yeah, the accent wouldn't be there, but I'd still I'd go for it. You'd, sure. You know what they are? I would say a, a wrestler like a. It's got the WWE guy or something like that. <laughs> well, that then it'll still WWF. F. Yeah. Um, and I still say WWF. And me too. And I don't add that many W's, but yeah. <laughs> and we, so like, we, uh, we have a we have a friend that works in or used to work in wrestling and stuff, and he's still very involved in wrestling. And uh, <laughs> we talked to him about it, and I haven't checked out wrestling since then. Mm-hmm. He's like, me neither. Since Hulk Hogan, he's like WWE guys. He's like, is Rowdy Rod Rod Piper still in? He's like, <laughs> he's dead. Leave. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> What about um, the Undertaker? Who, who was <laughs> he's it? Still there? <laughs> oh, uh, the guy uh, Dolph Lundgren. They thought would be to be honest, like he has definitely the chiseledness, but he feel like he's too skinny. That's so funny because my next name was Dolph Lundgren. Yeah, it's, I love Dolph by the way. Like in all the movies he's in. You know what's funny? Aquaman. He's Punisher too. Yeah, yeah. that's right. 
when we were Vince and I were at the Aquaman premiere, Dolph Lundgren showed up. Yeah. And we hadn't done enough homework to know that he was in it. So he walked by, we're like, what the hell is going on right now? Like, because he just like walked by, I was like two feet from us, we're like, there's Dolph Lundgren, and then we saw the movie, he's like, oh, he's a primary character. That's <laughs> so weird. Like, I don't feel like Dolph's been a primary character in a lot of movies. Yeah, I mean, he, he did like a straight to video kindergarten cop two. I, so there's a, there's a YouTuber I watch that it, he does really funny commentary stuff, and he did, like last week, did a commentary on that thing, mm-hmm. and it was so funny. Was like, it actually a funny movie, or no? Oh, no, so the movie's very inappropriate, <laughs> because cause the, tone, it, the tone is for kids, but the jokes are for adults, and so... So it goes straight over kids' heads. So his thing, no, like, it's like, kids are going to ask you, like, what is sex, or something, like, it, it's like... What's a penis? Pretty much. It's like, I don't know, it's... It's weird, and it's also like you could tell it was another script, and they're like, "Let's just put Kindergarten Cop on it," because it doesn't have anything to do with Schwarzenegger's. Is he Kindergarten or is he a cop that got put in Kindergarten? Kind of. I mean, to be honest, like you could just be like, "All right, any kind of." You could have like a TV show, Kindergarten Cop, and just be like, "Oh, I'm stuck in Kindergarten." Yeah. <laughs> but uh, so in in Aquaman, though, he was actually better as a dramatic actor than some of the main. Like the main main cast, better than Kidman. Uh, you know, I give Kidman a pass on a lot of things, mainly because like she's just she's like classic Hollywood, mm-hmm. and then or not classic. People are gonna kill me for that. She, she's a she's like um, I don't know for me like that's my lifetime mm-hmm. classic Hollywood. You know, like Moulin Rouge is that's very oh, classic. Moulin Rouge is like one of my favorite movies of all yeah. time. But like then her character in it is very campy, cartoonish, mm-hmm. so it fits. Um, but like Patrick Wilson does an okay job but whoever wrote his dialogue was awful so like Dolph Lundgren and Patrick Wilson are in many scenes together mm-hmm. and Dolph like outshines him almost every time in my opinion I, I, I you know I know I wanted to see Aquaman and I have not seen it yet mm-hmm. that alone like the idea that Dolph Lundgren outshines somebody <laughs> acting the prowess you know, like, it's just I yeah. want to see it now just even more yeah it's because like everything you've seen him in like earlier on was very like stern or very um whenever he was, i remember having the punisher movie and i love that movie just because of how horrible campiness it is <laughs> if someone's supposed to be dead he's dead yeah. <laughs> like just the acting is just bad he was a great robot in that uh van damme movie what was that uh uh, oh, man, oh yeah, about that. soldier, ultimate yep. soldier, yeah. or uh, universal, universal soldier. Universal. I actually loved that movie, which still. was what Mortal Kombat was supposed to be. Yeah, they were they were basing a game around Universal Soldier, or at the very least Jean Claude Van Damme, mm-hmm. and the rights didn't work out, so they took the whole concept and wrote their own like lore. And history is made, right? Did but, you like? We uh, going back to the the choices here. Did you like the guy that played Colossus in the X Men movies? Oh no, no. Well, it's hard to say because he didn't do anything. He was in the third movie. And Deadpool's uh, Colossus was the best. Way it was the most accurate. Definitely. Because they didn't try to get a person. They just CG'd that. I feel like he's, yeah. he's still like too goofy as like a, like, I am so Russian. Like, kind of deal. Like, because the guy is just I ridiculous. Accept, that I but it's still that. It's exactly what I want. Yeah. yeah it's to be like campy, <laughs> like campy Russian. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, and even like saying... Russian things mm-hmm. like I will take all of it I definitely loved it a lot better than the guy that's in X-Men 2 and 3 yeah. oh god yeah. I mean like he didn't hold, do a horrible job but white it's guy like, number 4 
<laughs> he was pretty replaceable. But, I, feel. I like because the way they since they CG'd him in Deadpool, like he got he had, he was that larger than life, like yeah. buffed. Like, yes, and then he was the Boy Scout. Like I always mm-hmm. knew him as. And they never went back to like human form, so they didn't have to worry about what he actually looked like. Yeah. yeah. So. And then uh, I forgot him that not he... cussing at all, and oh yeah, <laughs> very straight him making him say the f word at the end. <laughs> of uh, Deadpool 2. Oh, I, I don't think you've seen that. Have you seen Deadpool, the new one? No, I haven't seen the the, the 2 version 2 or whatever yeah. it is. He didn't say it there either. Oh, he didn't? Well, not there either. He didn't say it in that one, because remember, we were all waiting for the one. Or, uh, uh, for some reason, my mind thinks that there's two Deadpool movies. There are. There's Deadpool 1 and 2, and then, then the second version of Deadpool 2. Yes. So there's technically three. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, and 2. But, but did, the, did he make him say it? Or that was one. I don't know. I'm confused now. <laughs> it, was, it was in two, but if I say where it is, it's going to spoil the movie. So, <laughs> but uh, no, Colossus. I forgot that he changed back and forth. Actually, in the X Men arcade game, that was his power up. Yeah. That he would like turn Hulk out kind of and metal. Which is weird. I don't think that's any of his power at all, is to like explode like that. Yeah, they just kind of had, they had to give him something that wasn't punching harder. Which is funny because he's like him and Dazzler were like the best characters in that in that X Men arcade game. Yeah, I uh, love Dazzler. I I'm always on the hunt for an X Men six player arcade game. If you know who somebody who has one and is, wants to get rid of it, I will buy it from them. <laughs> I, I do not care the price. My wife might. <laughs> Seriously, call me. Who do you think was going to be Cyclops in the nineties? Cyclops. Man, Cyclops literally could be like any white guy. Oh, I don't know, man. Um, they give Cyclops such a bad rap in those movies. I mean, to be I love Cyclops and the fact that he's like almost like a soldier esque, yeah, and very dutiful. Like, I guess if if it, we've been back in time in a different timeline, like a Chris Evans kind of guy or something, you know, like a Captain America esque. He'd have to be harder than him. I mean, look, he'd be fine with the look. Uh-huh. I feel like he'd have to be a lot more stern than him. Like that's I said, true. almost like a super, an actual sol- see, super soldier. See, that's one of the things that the Fox X Men Cyclops just ruined it for me. I'm like, oh, it's him. That's true. That, exactly. that, that's why Vision, Vision Cyclops says now. He's just a douchebag Cyclops. He's really whiny and he dies immediately. <laughs> well, they, they picked Michael Bine, which I don't know who he is. He is Interesting. Corporal Hicks from Aliens. Okay. Sure. I, can, I also got to think about like the 90s. Right. Like, who was the, who was, like, who was a, big in the 90s? Big in the 90s. I was trying to think of that d- dude from, uh, what was it, Two Men or Three Men and a Baby? The guy that Ted Danson with the mustache. Oh, Selleck. Yeah, Tom Selleck, with without the mustache. Would he have been too old at that point? Or? I don't know. Nineties, yeah, probably, because he was. Yeah. Oh, was he old then? <laughs> was he old then? <laughs> well, he, 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 he just looked old. I mean, not old, but like he the looked, mustache makes him look old. Yeah, that's true. He always has that freaking mustache, though. Um, he's got to be sixty something. Oh yeah, he's old, older now. Oh, um. So, you know, Cyclops is one of those wild cards. It, he, it's kind of like the... 74. It's kind of Dang. Like, it's kind of like the Hugh Jackman Wolverine thing. I would rather be surprised by, like, a new face. Be like, oh, yeah, that's Cyclops. That's true. Same with Storm. I, I, I don't want Storm to be anybody, like, in the new one. I don't want and I don't want any of them to be any. Like, no. I would rather Feige and whoever went through and be like, let's just find some amazing new actors that mm-hmm. haven't, like, really gotten their chance to shine. There you go. Tom Selleck in high school. Okay, so if, the, if this movie was made in the 70s... <laughs> it it would have been possible. Uh, James Marsden was the guy that was in the new ones. Yeah, he was really, really short, especially compared to Hugh Jackman. So in a lot of the scenes, he actually yeah. had to be like on a stool <laughs> or something. You know, you know what's crazy too is James Marsden isn't a bad actor. When he was in Enchanted, no. he was great. 
He's a great actor. I it's, like a lot of his movies. It's either the fact, it's either that he doesn't do well in superhero movies, or further proof that <laughs> Brian Singer should never do another X Men movie. Like whatever he did to those actors, you know, like it wasn't him that killed him off in the third movie. Well, even just the direction of that character, like his whininess and the yeah. exact, like everything portraying about him, like it was just it just painted this picture of like he's not a leader, like. <laughs> Which is funny because then Singer took him for the Superman movie that he did. Oh God, remember he was in that. Superman Returns or whatever? Fan him making movies. Oh no, <laughs> that was actually one of my. I didn't know if I wanted to go there or not with one of the articles that we talked about this week. But Singer's back in the news for being <laughs> with oh, the, yeah, the the the, the children li- thing again. He likes inappropriate things, uh, or. Uh, Allegedly. Allegedly. Um, yikes. I, I don't mean, know. that stuff just keeps coming back and coming back and coming back. And they keep giving him work, which I feel like is weird. They, they're just keeping it out of the press. Well, they actually fired him from uh, Queen movie. Oh, Bohemian Rhapsody. Bohemian Rhapsody. See, I heard he left, but I don't know. I, I, at the same time, though, since... They quietly rehired him oh, to really? finish to edit that movie. Oh. So weird. they didn't let anybody know about it. Huh. When I was at WonderCon, the, one of the... Second, I think the second time these allegations came out, mm-hmm. um, he was supposed to be there for a movie too, and I can't remember what movie it was. But like that was the week those allegations came out, mm-hmm. and he didn't show. I, I don't have too much input on all that because yeah. I don't know if it's you know true or not. But like, it's if it's true, then either well, either it's true and he just has a lot of protection somehow in the Hollywood Illuminati. Or it's not true, and that's why it just keeps going away. I don't know. You yeah. Know, or something else. I don't know. I'm not sure. Hollywood and Ollie. <laughs> <laughs> okay, moving on to people who people thought would be characters. How about Storm in the 90s? I don't know. It's weird. Maybe like... like uh, oh, I said, uh, what's her face? The singer. Yeah, Grace Jones or like Iman. Iman. But I don't know about their acting skills. Mm-hmm. That's something I'll put like down. for like a... Rod, you're dead on, though. Uh, Wizard thought that Iman would be good. Yeah, Iman. Like, I don't know about Grace Jones. She was old, even back in the nineties. She was old, but she she like look. She has that like flawless African skin. Like, <laughs> it's and, true. Though. And I say that because like remember those photo shoots she did. I don't I don't know if everybody else watched these. This was also to, like Cooper D. Rod, but like you know. The, so the the Kim Kardashian breaks the internet photo with the champagne and everything. That was like a. It was. It wasn't like a copy of a Grace Jones shoot, but it was in like homage to a bunch of Grace Jones stuff. I think it was the same photographer actually. Yeah. Um. That's what I think of when I think of Grace Jones um, as Storm. It's like, and she had this like weird, like, very strong, like uh, elegant ele- vibe though. Elegant, yeah, yeah. Like, I I would believe she's a goddess of weather. Like, I just I saw her in Bond, and ever since then, she <laughs> can, she can be whatever she wants. And then uh, Iman, I actually don't. Did Iman act? I don't know. I, I just remember seeing her like in like the celebrity, you know, like. Yeah, because she was maybe married to Bowie. Yeah, she was like a supermodel. And then she just she looked like it. Like I, I in my head, like I was like, hey, if you put Iman in like a white wig, that's that's Storm visually. <laughs> I don't know about the acting. Like, you want to know something funny? Okay, it? like I found like these copies of this magazine, the Wizard magazine, mm-hmm. and and it's in a BuzzFeed article. And in the BuzzFeed article, they say, but they went with Halle Berry. Smart call. Really. <laughs> Not the reason to hate BuzzFeed, thank you. Right. Smart call? <laughs> That's what they said. Yikes. They went with Halle Berry. Smart I'm going to tell myself that was an ironic commentary. I'm going to say that but, too. But I don't know. Moving moving on. I I, I hate, like, I want to say, I want to believe to this day that it was direction, but I don't know. Like directing? Yeah. She was big She was big back then. Yeah, but I mean, like, as far as, like, the portrayal. She yeah. needed to be directed better. 
but <laughs> I don't know. Because also those big budget superhero movies and stuff, there's so much like green screen and imagination has to go to it. I, I would believe the direction was bad. Like if the director tells you like this is going to happen, this is going to happen, and then you act that, and then what happens in the end is different, and that would definitely skew your performance. You know? How much green screen do you think was used in that first movie? I mean, they don't do a lot, I feel like. I don't, or I mean, just stuff that they you have to add other things after the fact, you yeah. know? Especially when we see either behind the scenes stuff or some of our friends who act when we see stuff before visual effects. It's like, you're a great actor. Because they'll be talking to like a styrofoam ball on a stick. Yeah. And have to think it's a dinosaur or something. I remember Ian McKellen being pissed about playing Gandalf in an interview. It was like, I don't know what I'm talking to at this moment <laughs> in time. I just have to act my best and it's a tennis ball on a stick. And, yeah, and trust the uh, director. Yeah. So that's that direction thing, you know. So what do you think about Gambit? Gambit, man. Gambit. 90s Gambit. 90s Gambit. A.C. Slater. <laughs> One of those teen heartthrobs, right? Like, a, even though I don't want this, like a Jonathan Taylor Thomas or something. Or... Whoa, he's super short, though. But I, I just I would imagine they would have been higher. I guess this is not my wish list. It's just who I think they would have. You know, uh, along with Matt like... Damon, chosen as the uh, new Xavier, I've heard yeah. that Jonathan Taylor Thomas is the new Wolverine. There you go. Jonathan Taylor Thomas is Wolverine. Zach Ephron, <laughs> actually, right? That, that's was... what people were saying was Ephron. And then oh, for also, yeah. also for Green Lantern Corp. Hmm. Oh, Zach Efron continues to surprise me, so I'm yeah. not gonna I'm not gonna write him off just yet because no. he really surprised me in Greatest Showman, and then I just saw like little clips of him as Ted Bundy. I'm like, this kid is like he's he's breaking he's like subverting all the expectations people had of him. Yeah, it's just because he was in that dang High School Musical, musical. that everyone gives him crap. So, yeah. but oh, I mean, I got it. What Drake? <laughs> Drake in the '90s. <laughs> <laughs> okay, they thought that Jean Claude Van Damme. Would be a good oh me that I don't I ag- see that I don't agree with that but I believe that they would have cast him for that for yeah. the time like they, they're like oh he's huge and he has a weird accent it's not the right one but he has like <laughs> Sh- <laughs> it's not the right accent yeah. he would, he would he's be got really an bad at- I was told I had an accent the other day you know it's weird like so. Uh, Josh and I both come from Indiana, like kind of central-ish Indiana. Yeah, I'm from central. Well, I'm from northern. You're like north, like a border, like north and central. But something about where we were was that, as far as American accents go, are fairly neutral. Mm -hmm. But then again, that you take that to like other places in the United States, and it's like, oh, you sound like you have an accent. Like, it was actually an Armenian man that told me this. It was like I went to like the doctor, and he's like, "Where's your accent from?" And he had like, "I can't even do an Armenian accent." Yeah, yeah. I was like, "Uh, I have an accent." Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, very strong accent. Are you sure? The only only (laughs) time I get somebody tell me I have an accent is when I accidentally say "crick" instead of "creek." (laughs) Yeah, I guess Delaware has an accent too. Like Delaware has like a Philly adjacent accent. Yeah. So you don't use John for everything, but John is most things. It's anything you want it to be. Like, yo, hand me that John. So in Philly... I've never ever heard that. J-W-N. So people are like, he's like, hand me that John over there. Or like, do you listen to this John? Yeah. It's like this thing. (laughs) But in Delaware, it's like part of the time. So John happens every once in a while, but not Philly frequency. It's like like people say Finnan. (laughs) A Finna? A Finna do this. I'm the most awkward white guy around like black people <laughs> so and I did hip hop mm-hmm. they'd be like sup fam like, yeah. fam yeah. Yeah. What's, what's that mean like family like D- oh I'm yeah. stupid I'm sure everybody <laughs> has, calls each other homie homie was always a thing in Delaware because that's who who you who they were they were your homies 
Okay, so for Gambit, they chose Taylor Kitsch. You remember that? Yeah. For the Wolverine movie? I do, yeah. Wolverine I totally Origins. forgot Gambit existed in the X-Men movies. Yeah. Oh, wow. Albeit very shortly. And yeah, I totally forgot Pretty ridiculous. That. And it wasn't... It wasn't good. No, he had like almost like a magical telekinetic throwing of the uh, cards. I remember mm. he just like kind of like he shot was, them out of his hand. He was more <laughs> magician than he was gang member in New Orleans. Yeah, that see like Rogue and Gambit and maybe a couple handful of characters from the animated series cemented versions of those characters in my head so hard that I won't be able to accept, accept anything, anything else. else. So yeah. like, there's a very specific aesthetic to Gambit in the animated series, the way the cards lit up and stuff. Mm-hmm. That I don't know if any... You're, you're going to have to wait for all the 90s kids to die. The sound? Before the sound of the cards, too. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah well, well. And, and then they fly by. It's like, yeah, the, the trajectory of them. Yeah. Or sometimes, remember... Um, like when they would be like the X Men members would be fighting like over stupid everyday shit, and then like Gambit like would pass You could well you, you got this a personality from Gambit like he's super passive aggressive. Yeah. So I remember him like I, forget, I think it was Wolverine. I think he like, lit a brick on yeah, fire, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah like like charged Wolverine, a brick. Wolverine like pissed him off or something, so he just walked by and just touched a brick and charged it and then walked away. And then Wolverine's it like, "Crap, it's gonna explode!" Like, yeah, dude, you heal man. Yeah, we'll deal with it. <laughs> also, everyone here has superpowers. <laughs> it's really dope though. To live in a world where I can hurt this person, but I I know his superpower is healing. Mm. Yeah, I am and extremely excited that now that Fox is owned by Disney, that oh. they completely canned that Gambit movie with Channing Tatum. <laughs> I'm kind of happy and kind of sad. I don't know, more happy than sad. Were they gonna make the Chan- the Channing Tatum movie, the uh, Gambit movie, uh, like a rom com or something? Yeah, and I mean, I think the producer was Lauren Schuler Donner, and she had said oh, she was so excited because um, Channing Tatum was from Louisiana, which I don't get at all. Like, he just, like, I like him a lot in a lot of movies, but I just can't see it. I feel like he does a really good job being, like, the athletic dude. Mm-hmm. You know, he's magic, the strong magic, guy. Magic he's Mike. the Duke. Yeah, he's the Magic Mike. <laughs> and I'm so glad that that did not happen. If it wasn't Fox that hired him, I would trust it. Yeah. My, my favorite Channing Tatum movie, and I actually have one, is that movie we watched with Jeff and Colby that showed showed us where Channing and his brother were were worked for like Twenty One Jump Street? Jump Street? No, it was it was like a. Uh, it's so good I can't remember it. <laughs> Very memorable movie. Uh, how do you even spell dude's name? Channing. Um, <laughs> Logan Lucky. Oh yeah, that was a good movie. And it also had uh, Kylo Ren. The dude that played Kylo Ren. Oh, crazy. I didn't know he was in it. This must be a newer movie, isn't it? 2017. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, we did watch it last year. Mm-hmm. And uh, that was the best Tanning Chatham movies I've ever seen. Movie I've ever seen. Uh, was there anything, anybody else they predicted? Yeah, yeah, there's actually a few more. Uh, who do you think about Jean Grey? Jean Grey? 90s Jean Grey. See, that's one of the few uh, Fox castings I thought that just like hit it Dead exactly. On. And for someone who I wasn't quite familiar with before. Dolly Bond. Bond. Was that? She was in Bond. Femka Jensen yeah, I was just, in Bond. I just didn't recognize her until Jean Grey. She was amazing. She's in a few things, yeah. Um, like I know she's been in other things, but like she, she like came like to me. She like she became a star when she became Jean Grey. Mm-hmm. Like that was the perfect role. Even her acting was like dead on. Mm-hmm. You know, like in Goldeneye, she wasn't like the love interest or whatever. She mm-hmm. was like the badass girl. Uh-huh. Like I remember she had gotten him a couple times. I think like they tied him up or something, and she beat the crap out of him because she were was they like a ninja castings, or Were they just these castings off the comic books or like the animated series? I'm assuming off the comic books. So like because the pictures are pictures from comics. Because in the comics, she was supposed to be kind of be a teenager, right? Especially early on, I like, think at that point in time they'd kind of moved from the teenager adult. to adult. Because the only the, the, 
the first people that came to mind as far as Jean Grey in the '90s probably would have been like one of like the sweethearts, like a like a Sarah Michelle Gellar or something. Mm-hmm. Even though I don't think that that would work in my head, I would see them like, oh, she's big, like yeah. she could be like a bubbly. You know, well, I don't. I feel the only time they ever really made the X Men teenagers was in the beginning in the comics yeah. because you know they they were there. Oh, these amazing teenagers, almost like a Spider Man kind of kind of deal. Um, mm-hmm. But once they like, uh, I think we were talking about last time. The introduction of giant size X-Men number one, um, where they had Storm and Colossus and Wolverine as part of the team, that's actually what kind of made the X-Men. Kind of I got it. As far as looks, I have no idea about acting because this is not an actress. Put Enya in a red wig. <laughs> and I, I, I would be like, I need to see what this is about. <laughs> I'm yeah. thinking like, who was it? Like Tiffany Amber Thiessen or like uh, Jennifer Aniston. Who's, on Saved by the Bell, who is um, uh, who's Jesse? Oh. She was Slater's girlfriend in Saved by yeah, the Bell. Yeah. Uh, anyway, Curly hair. actually, I, I think I think that's my lock-in answer because I like I can picture that the acting, the look, you know. Like, I think maybe uh, what was the girl in um, the Adventures of Superman, Lois and Clark? What was that? Whoa. Oh, um, Terry Hatcher. Terry, Terry Hatcher. Hatcher. Hell yeah. Oh, it's funny. So our friend's boss, boss Level 8 actually edit Terry Hatcher's YouTube channel. That's hilarious. Um, and I don't know if she knows that. Hi, Terry, by the way. <laughs> um, I, Elizabeth I Brinkley. Say, Berkeley. Berkeley. There you go. Elizabeth Berkeley. That yeah. You're thinking Christy Brinkley, Elizabeth Berkeley. <laughs> Brinkley, Berkeley. They're close enough. Um, who they, who they... They picked Kidman. Nicole oh, Kidman? You know Which what? at the time... Like, oh. you know, you, even now, I would... Like, no, I would accept that. Oh, I would accept that now because she's also like a natural redhead. Yeah. yeah. So I, I would no. I, I accept that. Yeah, like, should have been all right. I, I would accept that now. Like if they announced like tomorrow, like Disney picks Nicole Kidman as Jean Grey, I'm like yes. Um, look at that picture of Femke though. I mean, like, she is freaking dead on. No, she's all. That's 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 the thing is like they hit it. They hit it so perfectly. Like I can't unsee her as Jean Grey. Yeah. All right. Who else we got? Uh, Psylocke. Well, the, the the thing is in the '90s there were like no Asian actors. So I'm trying to who, I just saw who they picked, and I would have been like, yeah, that's awesome. Who? I would have totally wanted to. We just want to jump to it. Um, yeah. So, oh. well, so, real quick, like, when they when Fox picked Olivia Munn as Psylocke, mm-hmm. I was like, yes. And yeah. then they didn't do shit with her. So I'm a little disappointed in that. I think she would have been... all the promotional material, and I was like, wow, that is, like, the most dead-on comic character the Fox has done. I, I, <laughs> I think that Olivia Munn was, like, underutilized as a perfect Psylocke. But Jennifer Garner? They picked Tia Carrera. Tia Carrera. Hell yeah. Yeah. Dude, look at her, man. That is dead on. Who's she in? I don't know. Jane Wayne's World. She was Cassandra. Oh. Oh, Cable. Cable? See, Cable is another one of those guys. There's nobody big enough. Tom Selleck. That's true. (laughs) Cable's such a big dude, kind of like Colossus, so you you need some gun. I didn't even think that Brolin pulled off the size of it. Yeah. Like, I love Josh Brolin as Cable, but he didn't, because I picture the uh, animated series one that where he would fall over he's too so top he's heavy. just yeah <laughs> I'm trying to think of like yeah like a jacked gray haired guy mm-hmm. and I tell you right now the guy that they picked was not jacked at all but the attitude I feel is there mm. hey, um yeah. sling blade what <laughs> sling blade what's his name <laughs> I don't know uh dude from sling blade <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Steven Seagal no no they picked uh Clint Eastwood all right. Well, I could see like his like angry like dirty Harry, but I get why they said that. But no, he's just not big enough. Yeah, they they wanted that dirty because Cable is kind of futuristic, dirty Harry. Mm-hmm. But nah, he's like, <laughs> so funny that Cable he had to have been um was Cable created by uh, what's the guy who created Deadpool? 
you know, oh, my, um, yeah, I can't remember his name. Uh, Rob Leefield. Yeah. Like, he had to have been because of all the freaking pouches. Like, they, that's, yeah. that's his thing. Even Leifeld, like, was making fun of himself last year. He, like, created a superhero called The Pouch. Oh. <laughs> it was, like, this giant pouch that had pouches on top of pouches. Um, Magneto. Ooh, see, that's, that's kind of like Femke, whatever her name is, for Jean Grey. Like, Ian McKellen is so, like, ingrained in my head as Magneto. See, I like Ian McKellen, and I necessarily didn't mind him as the character Magneto, uh, but I feel like they didn't make him look like him. I wanted him to do more. I'll, get, I'll give it that. Magneto, huh? I'm trying to think, like, <laughs> who would have been at that time? He is 79. Dang. Wow. Patrick Stewart's 78. Wow, they're actually right next yeah. to each other. For some odd reason, I thought he was, like, he does eight a, years old and younger. He has more smile lines. That's true. I guess the only other person I could think of is, like, a Christopher Lambert or something. Only because he... he I, I remember him as Raiden in Mortal Kombat. It's a Magneto thing, like an ominous god, godlike figure, you know? We need to one day talk about the Highlander movies because... <laughs> There's yeah. a lot to unpack in there. Uh, they thought Rutger Hauer. I don't know these people. Who is Roy Betty from uh, Blade Runner? Which uh, you take a look uh, at him, and he actually does look really, really I close guess. to like the Magneto in the comics, I could, I could especially with that. the curlyish hair. Mm. Yeah. And he had, definitely had the voice for it. He had like a yeah. accent. I haven't seen the original. Oh, it's really good. Fun stuff for all well, the good. I would fans. love to see it. I just fun, haven't yet. Fun stuff for all the fanboys out there. Vince went to see the new Blade Runner movie without seeing the original. That's fun. Were you lost? No, but there were some holes. <laughs> <laughs> like the original premise. <laughs> I mean, I was I followed the whole movie up until the point where I needed to know the, the last movie. <laughs> the only thing that was kind of like disappointing if you hadn't seen the original movie is there were things that were like big, like fun surprises. Like big fun surprises in the new movie, if you had originally seen the old one. Yeah. So, I just you know I get there's a picture of him of us seeing uh, Ian McKellen with that dang helmet on, and I just it annoys me that in the older or in the not the Days of Future Past or maybe in Days of Future Past, Fastbender with the helmet on mm-hmm. looks a million times better than this crappy looking helmet. I will admit Fastbender made a really good Magneto too. Yeah. So they did good casting there. The next one was uh. Sabretooth and like the only people I can think of like for Sabretooth would be like wrestlers like yeah. it's like uh, what was it the Jake the Snake or something yeah <laughs> right but, like the long curly Ultimate hair Warrior. Ultimate Warrior that would have been good Veronica. Tom Selleck Tom Selleck for everything uh, they were thinking uh, Kurgan from Highlander sure. which I remember Two that guy's from Highlander he's also in Pet Cemetery. interesting sure I don't know. I, I just didn't. I wasn't a big fan of Tyler Maine, or and I think she wasn't a big fan of uh, Leif Schreiber either. I think they were fine, but that's what didn't have big roles. He just wasn't scary enough. Yeah. I kind of wanted to see a, a jacked wrestler that seemed like he had rabies. Like I think that would have been like Sabretooth to me, you know. <laughs> we got uh, what they would call the White Queen back then. Oh, which Emma was Frost. Emma Frost. Who was Emma Frost in that TV show, The Next, The Generation X? She was great. Oh my gosh. I've never really watched that show, but I remember it. Yeah, I think it was a movie. It was a TV show, wasn't it? It was a TV movie. Okay. If it if it was a show, it only ran for a few episodes. Or something. Like it, it was like a mini series kind of thing. It reminds me of like the TV show Birds of Prey. Did you ever see that? No, I heard about it. Or it was supposed to be like, uh, gosh. Basically, Harley Quinn was in it, and a couple other. It was basically after the same. Uh, comic, the Birds of Prey, but they didn't do anything. I mean, they were supposed to be in Gotham that Batman had left behind, but they never were in the costumes at all. Oh. It was only one season. It was just kind of like they were scared in the early 2000s, late 90s of like putting anybody in a costume. Mm-hmm. So I can't, I can't think of anybody that 
because I, I have that picture in my head of the Generation X White Queen. They said Rebecca de Mornay, which actually oh, she good. looks dead on for it. Yeah, definitely. I'm not familiar with her either. Seinfeld. No. Uh, she was in the hand that rocks the cradle. I remember that oh, movie. Okay. though. That was a good movie. January Jones. I mean, she didn't. I mean, I feel like they she wrote the bad parts for her, but yeah, like she did fine. okay. She did okay. I'm a fan. Juggernaut? And that's a rather wrestler. Although Deadpool did the best thing doing the CG. I feel like that was really... That was one thing I wasn't a huge fan of. Like, I was glad that they tried to bring Juggernaut in the movie, but, yeah. like, I felt like it was way too CG. It was weird. It was almost, like, rubbery looking. And mm -hmm. Even though it was Ryan Reynolds doing the speaking voice, he still nailed it. Like, that New York kind of, like, something about his voice was very distinctive. If they got... Like an Arnold Schwarzenegger or something, I think I just would have bought it because to me, Juggernaut didn't necessarily like he wasn't necessarily married to like a ethnicity or an accent or something. So, sure, I don't know. I would have like laughed my freaking rear end off though if Juggernaut in that movie would have been like, "I'm the Juggernaut, bitch," yeah. <laughs> like from that third movie. <laughs> That's so great. And then they had the the song, oh, yeah. Juggernaut. <laughs> Holy balls. <laughs> They said uh, the pro wrestler Vader, which I don't oh, yeah. see at all. <laughs> he just looks like he's just a big dude. Yeah, yeah. sure. He big, got crazy in his eye. Bam Bam Bigelow is another wrestler <laughs> that would have been good for Bigelow. Yeah, the Undertaker. Oh, uh, was it? What's the uh, the guy that was in GI Joe? Um, Sergeant Slaughter. Yeah. <laughs> now we're just naming pro wrestlers. It's fun. And Vinnie Jones was. Look at that! How awful that helmet looked. Yeah, yeah, third they, movie. They, they were a juggernaut in the box. That was such series. a horrible. I do like Vinnie Jones. Uh, we're just jumping to the end here. They wanted Danzig as Wolverine. Yeah, like the the, the musician. Rocker. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I don't see that yeah. at all. He's moody, I guess. <laughs> I guess they were going for like a, like a, what, a billboard value on that. But yeah, that's what I would think too. I don't know. So that's another one of those things where like they didn't nail Wolverine until they found Hugh Jackman. Yeah, <laughs> and even Hugh wasn't even a good fit, but he just brought that character to life so much. Yeah, to be honest, like Hugh was great for the role. The only thing is he's too tall. He's too tall, mm. and nah, he's just too tall. I think everything else was good. I feel like he was almost too pretty too. Like I Wolverine, he would stolen Gene, and then yeah. like that doesn't really happen. You know, yeah. Gene is kind of like okay there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I ain't a big boy. Exactly, I kind of, you're not that great looking, so uh, <laughs> I go for the big boy scouts. Gene! <laughs> Gene! Man, what a wild, like, lineup. Yeah. I remember reading to that magazine and being like, no, no, not really. But except for the Pat, you know, <laughs> yeah. Patrick Stewart. And we, they nailed a few of them. There's a universe out there where that movie happened. And if we do LSD, we could find that universe. <laughs> <laughs> bring it back to Fringe. Yeah. What's I, the, I uh, love Fringe. <laughs> well, guys, well, I think it's been a little bit over an hour here, yeah. and, uh... Thanks for joining us. Let us know what your Dreamcast would not Dreamcast. Your if you have Dreamcast, yeah, I love your you. Dream what podcast? your dream, <laughs> the cast of your dreams for an X Men movie in the nineties would have been. Yeah, jeez, that wasn't a tongue twister. Or well. today, I mean, like, tell yeah. like, who do you think should be the new cast? To be I, honest, I, I mean, also that'd be live, easier. I also want to live in the nineties though. So <laughs> uh, I don't know if I'd want to go back to that. Matt Damon. I want to go back to the nineties in my head. I'm glad we didn't have like cell phones. Oh uh, yeah. I mean, cell phones are so great, like, I don't want to get rid of it, but it's such a curse at the same oh, time. Oh, yeah, definitely. Me and Josh were having a conversation before we left the grocery store tonight, and uh, we were talking about, like, it's really, really, like, the deciding factor was what your mom used to buy to, like, bring home to the house is what you grew up knowing. Mm -hmm. So, like, things, like, the kids that won't, like, realize 
now. It's like, were you a Jiffy guy or a Peter Pan? And then were, were you like Miracle Whip or were you mayonnaise? You know, yeah. like weird train of thought that led us to this crazy conversation. Really, it was me talking the whole time. But <laughs> see, see, for, for me, for me, it was the opposite. Today, I bought a, a, a what was that thing I got? Lunchable. <laughs> I got a Lunchable because I, I get Lunchables whenever I have like a quick, I need a quick snack in yeah. another store because my parents would never let me have it because nice. they always said it was too expensive. And I go to the grocery store, like, that was a dollar. <laughs> <laughs> Which means it couldn't have been more money. God, it was probably 75 cents in the 90s. I don't, uh, know. I don't know. I feel like they were more expensive in the 90s. I feel Maybe. like nowadays I just kind of pump them out like okay. machine. Sure. I'm going to tell myself that. <laughs> exactly. But. My parents said the same thing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, it's too expensive. You get like a couple pieces of crackers and cheese. I mean, that's what I needed. So. Well, all that to say, thanks for listening if you got this far. Yeah. yeah check out our uh, other things. Vince and I have a band called RKVC. We're on YouTube and all the music platforms. Mm. And Josh has several things. Uh, good Band's Life and my kids got Nerch Bird. Also, we do have like stuff for this channel now. We yep. do have Instagrams yeah. and things like that. Facebooks. And... Go go like some Instas. Face and, spaces. Uh, go to Facebook and... <laughs> If you listen to one, share it on Facebook. Yeah. Otherwise, fuck yourself. <laughs> and have a good time doing it. <laughs> Loving messages from RKVC. <laughs> All right, everybody. Check us out next time where we talk about God knows what. Bye. <laughs>